I can't remember the exact number, but you have to spend 160 hours or something with a person before you consider them more than an acquaintance, which is a, that's a long time to spend with someone. Yeah, I think maybe my husband and my mom are the only people that can actually be considered a friend <laughs> at this moment. I Alex, guess, we've I spent guess. more than 120 <laughs> hours, 160 hours. True. I think it's 120. Yeah, I can't remember. Each other, so that's true. <laughs> You're listening to The Lowdown, a podcast recorded at Sigma Kappa National Headquarters by Alex Green and Sarah Goodwin. We'll focus on topics like health, wellness, fraternity and sorority community, higher education, and life skills that women need in all stages of their lives. We'll also feature stories from inspiring, empowering, and ambitious Sigma Kappas. Tune in every other week for a new episode to help drive your personal growth forward. All right, welcome to the Lowdown Podcast. We are so excited for this new opportunity for Sigma Kappa and just to extend personal growth to all of the women out there, whether you're in Greek life or not. We're just really excited. And so hopefully you listen. And if you don't like today's, and hopefully you'll like others. But here we go. Well, don't forget that this is not the only one that's going to be released. We have four other ones that oh yeah, will be going up. So if you don't like this one, check out one of those four. And I'm sure, I'm confident that you'll like at least one of them. Yeah, we have some amazing experts on um, around Greek life and personal growth and even just to get to know some of our members and hear their experiences about life. So we hope you enjoy. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about networking as an adult, and this is both in personal, your personal life and your professional life. Um, I think networking is something that we're constantly hearing about and something that people tell us that we should do, but either we're not or we don't like to do it. Um, well, I feel like when you hear about networking, you think, okay, I need to just go and sit and hand out my business cards or shake some hands, mm-hmm. say hello, and you have the same spiel over and over again. And I just don't think that's really what it's about. But it has a bad connotation. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, no one really wants to just go and hand out a business card, so. No, but if you think about it, like you're making friends, I think that could actually change the mindset around networking um, because apparently making friends is hard making as an adult. Making friends is really hard <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> I mean, so I have this five-year-old, and I always compare, like, you know, how he makes a friend to how I make a friend, and it's, um, I mean, he makes a friend within five seconds. He just goes up to anyone when we go to the park or the museum or something. He's like, hey, you want to be best friends? It's always a yes. Like, no one says no, (laughs) but it'd be pretty weird if I did that, but... It would be a little weird, but... I think it's, they say that you have to hang out with someone, like seven times or something for them to be considered a friend. It's like 160 hours. I can't remember the exact number, but you have to spend 160 hours or something with a person before you consider them more than an acquaintance, which is a, that's a long time to spend with someone. Yeah. I think maybe my husband and my mom are the only people that can actually be considered a friend <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> my Alex, kids. we've like spent a, more than 120 hours, true. 160 hours. True. So it's 120. Yeah. We're sitting next to each other. So that's true. <laughs> I mean, it would be weird if we just went up to someone like, okay, we're going to be friends now. But, I mean, I kind of do that sometimes, but it's kind of as a joke, and I know that they want to be my friend too, sort of. But but everyone feels awkward with networking. Mm-hmm. So if you really go up and you just start a conversation and act like a normal person and not trying to say, have this mindset of they're going to benefit me in some way and I need to prove like how um, how awesome I am, I guess – 
I think that'll change. Yeah. So we'll go forward. We do want to say that we are not the experts. We've done our research, talked to the experts, um, and we just want to share what we learned with you. We're just um, giving you an update on relevant information, and hopefully some of these tidbits will be helpful to you. So let's just start at the very beginning of when you're like meeting someone. So obviously you need to introduce yourself. That should be more than just saying what you could find on your business card. So saying more than your name and your title, because I can read that on your business card or something. Tell me what you're actually doing for your organization. I know that you got that tip from a conference that you attended. Yeah, it was so great. She said that your business card should be a matte finish so that you can write a little note or someone else could write a note on the business card. So for an example of this, the speaker and I actually got in a conversation and she asked me about my kids and I have a couple. So she said, oh yeah, what are their names? And I said, one of their names was June. And she asked, oh, when she born in June? I said, no, she was actually born in August. And she was like, oh, I have a nephew that was born in August, but his name, nope, sorry. Backwards. No, I have a nephew who was born in June, but his name is August. And so I actually wrote down June, August on her business card. And from that conversation, I'll, it really like triggers the other conversations we had and what else we had in common because of that. So it's an interesting... What a coincidence, I know, honestly. I know. <laughs> it was just an example during the, the talk, and yeah. she just happened to talk to me about kids. Okay, so to give you an example of like how you want to introduce yourself to someone. So instead of saying, hi, my name's Sarah. I'm the social and digital media specialist for Sigma Kappa. Okay. So you might be able to guess I do something with social media or digital media, but what exactly does that entail? Is it a team of like five people, 10 people, or is it just me? Um, It's kind of just me. But (laughs) so a good way to say it is, Hi, I'm Sarah. I write content for all of Sigma Kappa's social media channels, strategize marketing plans, and analyze the engagement we receive to make recommendations on how we can improve our social media presence. Hi, I'm Alexandra Green, and I micromanage Sarah as her <laughs> supervisor. No, really, I don't do that. But she doesn't. <laughs> no, director of digital communication. So, uh, uh, see, I did it poorly yeah. the first time. You don't need to say your title. No, it's a habit. See, I just... Just did it. Mm -hmm. Good example of what not to do. Just so you know, we've been practicing this like five times on how to say it. So don't feel bad if you don't know your elevator pitch right off the bat. Yes, exactly. So we'll just go with Sarah's because it (laughs) sounded really great. And I'll practice mine for next time. Another great thing. So after you've introduced yourself, you've given your elevator pitch, um, you could, I mean, obviously ask them. It's it's a conversation, so ask them about themselves. But if someone is to ask you something about yourself, be polite. Say thank you for asking. It's just common courtesy. Like, yeah, everyone likes to be thanked. So exactly. if they're reciprocating, then just throw in a thank you. I also heard a tip that you should say their name like mm-hmm. seven times That's in a conversation. It sounds really weird, but but people like to hear their own name and it actually makes them makes what does it do? Well, one, it, it helps the person saying it remember their yes. name. Yes. Oh, I forget someone's name Me too. immediately I was after really they great say at it. recruitment for that reason. <laughs> it seems weird, but people do like hearing their own name and it actually gives them a positive thought about you when you say their name to them. Just a tip. I like I don't think I have an odd name. My name is Sarah, but some people say it differently. 
with their accents and things. And I really like hearing how they say it because a lot of the times I like how they say my name better than I like how <laughs> I say my name. Not weird. Sarah with no H. Yeah, no H. Make sure you remember that. So moving on with the conversation, we've introduced ourselves. We've thanked them for asking, what are we going to talk about now? That is, I feel like, the most awkward transition of what you do. Do I just walk away? Do I say bye and walk away? Like, Hopefully I, not. No, exactly. But I mean, I know I have done that kind of. <laughs> or like there's been multiple people in a conversation and we're all introducing ourselves and then two people get into it and then you're just kind of standing there. And they're not trying to draw you in, so you kind of just wander You just back away slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. No, I've definitely done that. Yeah. One time I did do that with someone, and then they came and found me later. So I don't know. I don't think he was offended by it because then he was like, I got into, like, a conversation with her or whatever, but I didn't quite know what to do because they were very into their conversation, and I had no input. It was something that I knew nothing about, so I wasn't Yeah, it's awkward to to smile and nod Uh at each of them as they're talking, and they're kind of glancing your way, but not really. Just they know you're there, Mm -hmm. but they kind of want you to leave. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. So here's some things you can talk about. Remember the word form. It's an acronym. It stands for family, occupation, recreation, and then never talk about money. That's the M, money. Mm -hmm. But don't talk about that. That's the one thing. Well, we forgot to mention one of the basics of when you introduce yourself, you will most likely shake someone's hand. Please know if you have a good handshake. And if you don't, then practice it and get a good handshake. Just ask someone. There is nothing worse than, like, the lip fish. That's what we would call it in recruitment. You need to have a strong handshake. You don't have to, like, squeeze their hand super hard, but, like, make sure it's strong. And it's not just, like, I don't. It's honestly sad, but it's kind of surprising when someone does have a good handshake. I'm usually more surprised. Does. Oh. I'm like, wow, that was good. Like, I notice. I mean, I notice both ways, but I really, like, that was a great handshake. I've never said that to someone. I should. I should compliment someone's handshake. I feel like they would like that. Yeah, I think so, too. I'd be like, that's a great handshake. That'd be a conversation starter right there. Yeah. I'm doing that next time. (sighs) That's what You're going to work on your elevator pitch (laughs) and you're going to compliment someone's handshake. Now that we've got introductions covered, we can move on to kind of part two, sort of, of this episode. Part two is all about actually building your network. So you have the introduction down, and you need to meet those people. I think that the easiest way to find your network is to just join an organization that you're interested in, whether that is related to your career, um, something you like to do personally. Just get out there and be with other people that you think are interesting and that can help you, and you can help them in some way. If you don't think there's an organization for what you do or you're interested in, then you're wrong. Yeah, you're definitely wrong. There really and truly is. And we kind of want to prove the point. So we're going to, you won't be able to see our screen, but we're going to Google just a random, we're going to come up with it right now. Let's Google, maybe it should have been more rehearsed, but we're going to Google nursing, nursing. Nursing. In... That's actually that's kind of like a specific state or region, so that people know how yeah how direct it can get. What state do you like, Sarah? Have you never been to? I don't know. Um, I want to go somewhere warm because it is snowing right now. Oh, I love the snow. Really? Yeah. You know what? We're oh. going with snowy because it's snowing. We're going to Colorado. I've just decided. <laughs> Nursing Associations, Colorado. And let's see what pops up. Okay, well, number one, there is the Colorado Nurses Association. 
right there. Let's click on it. What does it say? Um, One thing to note while we are waiting for Sarah's computer to work is that employers, a lot of the times, if it's a professional network, they're actually happy to pay for membership, especially if you're going to take on an active role, be on a committee or a leadership position. Uh, so that's just something to think about. If you do find an organization that you're interested in joining, ask your employer if they'll pay for the annual uh, membership to that. Also, the more you put in to the organization, the more you're going to get out. You can't just join, start receiving the newsletter if they send one out, and expect to meet people. You really do. You have to go, whether it's, I know some organizations have some kind of meetup, like I think one that I'm in has like a 5 p.m. Wednesday meetup or something random like that. And they mm-hmm. do like different restaurants. They'll do that so that it is more informal and that you can have those conversations outside of a conference or a business meeting so that, that you can create those friendships uh, yeah, that lead to at least networking. Yeah. And there are definitely a lot of virtual groups and things out there, but I think that there's really a benefit to going somewhere in person, even if it's out of your comfort zone. Uh, Like, you're not really going to be growing that much if you're not getting out of your comfort zone. So I think it's important that if you have the opportunity to go somewhere in person, that you do that. And there's just a lot of benefits to being face-to-face with someone and not through a computer screen, there's just an intimacy there that I think is so much more helpful and advantageous. We'll talk later about some apps, but I think Sarah actually forgot about the Colorado Nursing Association because her internet took so long. Oh, it's It's back up. Here we go. Okay. So the Colorado Nurses Association, they have an event calendar right there on their homepage. Perfect. And a member login, so you can find all sorts of things. And they have something on Wednesday, January 16th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. So right there. If you're a nurse and you're in Colorado. And you're looking to network. This might be for you. <laughs> there you go. Look at us networking, hooking up people with. This isn't even our industry. I know. There's way too much in the design industry. I think that sometimes there can be too many options. Yeah. And you get so overloaded about what to even overwhelmed. join. Yeah, yeah, really though. But just to like Colorado Nurses Association, that's still a little bit big because mm-hmm. if you're any sort of nurse, that seems like something you could join. But just to give you an idea of how specific you can get, there is a fraternity communication association that we're a part of. So if you work for a fraternity or sorority and you work on the communication staff, you are most likely a member of this organization or someone in your organization is. I just went to a conference a couple months ago, and I met someone from the – he was on the communication team at a fire – or no, a chimney cleaning organization. That's I didn't even know there were still people – I mean, I know chimneys have to be cleaned. I guess it makes sense. But really, really, I met him. He was very nice. And isn't there a trucking communication Yeah, my husband is part of the transportation, marketing, and sales Um, organization or association. So again, very specific, can really... You can really hone in on exactly exactly. what you do. Yes. Yes. But let's go over some of the bigger organizations that anyone can join that aren't necessarily... Maybe you're not in a field that you love and you want to change fields or something like that. Yeah. So 
these sorts of organizations have people from all types of industries. They're not so specific to one particular career, but just for professionals Mm -hmm. for the most part. So one is Junior League, which is a women's organization committed to promoting volunteerism developing the potential of women, and improving the community through the effective action and leadership of trained volunteers. It is the premier training organization for women. Then there is JCI, which stands for Junior Chamber International, and that is a nonprofit organization for 18 to 40-year-olds who are committed to creating impact in their communities. And that probably sounds really similar to Junior League, but um, JCI is open to all genders, whereas Junior League is just for women. Then there is your university's alumni organization or even your local chamber of commerce, which I did not even think about that, but I definitely have seen events for, um, Carmel. Yeah. Or Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I've definitely seen that. So that could be a really great broad based business advocacy organization in your area. Well, maybe you're also just trying to make friends, not so much a professional network, but more of a perfect personal relationship type network that doesn't have to do with your career or anything. So there are definitely plenty of ways to do that. Plenty of virtual opportunities, which I'll list now, but a lot of these have the opportunity to meet up in person after you've met virtually. So just one example, two actually, are the Sigma Kappa Cooking Club and Sigma Kappa Book Club that are on Facebook. And then there is, I mean, there are plenty of other groups on Facebook that you can find as well. But those are two that we have with Sigma Kappa. And then there is Meetup, which you search for your hobbies. And then I can almost guarantee you, your hobby will be there somewhere. And you can meet up with people that are also interested in that, whether it's like knitting, crocheting. Um, if you're into like Dungeons and Dragons and things, I've definitely seen oh, that. Oh, that's like, huge. Yeah. There's definitely people on there for that. Um, meet My Dog, which... To my disappointment is not for people that do not have dogs that want to meet people with dogs to just play with their dog. You have to have a dog, and you can have dog play dates. Um, And then there's Peanut if you are a mom looking to meet other moms or to organize play dates for your kids. I do know a couple of people that have been on Peanut, and one thing they do, because it does sound a little bit scary just bringing your child to meet up with another uh, like mom, and you don't know if – I mean, it's stranger danger. Let's be real. Like – People could be, you know, sitting in the car behind you. It doesn't matter. It's a little bit scary having, you know, since I do have kids. But she said that she used to meet separately with the mom at a coffee shop or just in a public place before, make sure she was normal and not creepy, and then she would arrange a play date later. She's actually met a couple really good friends from that, which I think is so cool. But just with all of these apps, I think – just be safe. Um, arrange your own transportation. Meet in a public place. Always stay aware and alert. Even if it's a place that you know, you just don't know this other person yet. Right. And always let someone else know where you're going and where um, at a time that you're going to connect with them to let them know that you're okay. Mm-hmm. I usually do that with my mom. She Aww. likes to know that sort of thing. <laughs> she likes to know that I get home after or before dark usually, which that's pretty hard <laughs> to do in Indiana in the winter when it gets dark here by 5 p.m. But these are all opportunities for personal growth. Like I said, you need to be getting out of your comfort zone to grow personally. But really, 
and I particularly like this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, do one thing every day that scares you, and that does not mean that you need to go bungee jumping today and skydiving tomorrow, but really push push yourself outside of what is normal for you, what you would do every day. Do something different that maybe scares you a little bit. Yeah, and really think about uh, meeting people and building those relationships because networking is not just shaking hands and handing out business cards. It's the long-term relationships that are going to be mutually beneficial for both parties and make sure that relationship is mutually beneficial. Don't squeeze this person for every thing they can give to you. Give back to them, even in a small way. Um, Connect them with someone else, even if it's just can be a friend. It doesn't have to be for professional development or an actual like job, but just think of those small ways that you can help others and not how others can always help you. Didn't you get this job through networking? I did from one of my sorority sisters. She had this job before me and she was moving on to a new exciting career and I didn't even see the job posted and she, we went out to dinner one night and she said, yeah, I think I'm leaving my position. And I said, what are you doing again? Cause I didn't know what people at nationals, just kidding, at national headquarters do. And yeah, she turned in my name as someone that was a qualified applicant and I got the job and I just love it. So I wouldn't have had this job if it wasn't for yeah. my friend. Me too. Kind of. Um, The job was posted on Instagram, and I had not seen it. And then one of my sorority sisters tagged me in it because she knew what I liked doing, what I wanted to do. And so I almost didn't apply, but I did. And now here I am. So 100% of people in this room got their jobs through networking, which just goes to show. Well, I think a real statistic other than 100%, I mean, that is a statistic for this room, (laughs) but I read a statistic is 85% of jobs are filled through networking which is just really interesting. That's a really high number. It is really high. That's only 15% of jobs that aren't, that you're just cold calling, basically, cold submitting your application. Yeah. And I think in one of our interviews that we've already had that is going to be released soon, um, the woman that we're talking to said that People, women in particularly, want to help other women Mm -hmm. that have helped them. It's a little different for men because men are more – willing to help their own like mentoring is a big thing yeah for men men, but not so much women unless they've also gotten something out of it so Mm -hmm. kind of start that train of your own let yeah help out the women like how a man would help out a man and then we're all going to get jobs through networking that way exactly then all all the women will have jobs (laughs) (laughs) we know that there are some pro networkers out there already so Here are some tips for you if you already have your network pretty built up and see where it can be strengthened because you might be surprised um, by some of these questions that you should ask yourself. Do we all work at the same company or have the same types of jobs? Is everyone around my age or do we all grow up in the same generation? Did most of your network grow up in the same city, state, or region? Do they all look like you? If you answered yes to all or most of these questions, then you might think about widening your network. Make a conscious decision to join a group that you wouldn't normally join or just talk to someone who has a different perspective or outlook than you. It's really just about creating a diverse network, not just a network. Yeah, you need it needs to be a good network. I yeah, mean, understanding others' perspectives is a huge mm-hmm. benefit to yourself. 
even those pro networkers out there are not done networking, whether it is, like you said, expanding your network, diversifying your network. And I hate to say this because it really is a downer, but it just never ends. And it's, it doesn't. No, and it shouldn't. But again, it should be a relationship. It should be something you enjoy. As long as you enjoy people, I think <laughs> networking should be, it shouldn't be as stressful as some people make it out to be. So go out and go to dinner with some people. That's even networking. Join an app. Uh, even get on Facebook if you're more of the virtual type. That's all That's all great. Just do something. Just do one thing today. To get out there. Sarah, let's wrap this episode up. What is the biggest takeaway you got from all this research we did about networking? Okay, I have two. One, go to a networking event, any kind. Just go to it. Uh, Bring a buddy if you are really nervous about going on your own, but break off from your buddy if you take one. And two, work on your elevator pitch that is not just your name and title. Those are great. I love those. The information that we gave today is really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to all the information that we found about networking. If you're interested in learning more about networking, you can go to our show notes at sigmakappa.org slash podcast. 